Welcome to the Creator Spotlight, the interview portion of the Spotlight here on Fightful. I, as always, am Steven Jensen, joined by Jeremy Lambert. And today, our guest is the 2023 Scenic City Invitational winner. He is a Corn Belt Cowboy. He is a member of the Second Gear Crew. He is the one called Manders. Thank you for joining the show today. How are you doing? Good. What's up, y'all? How are you guys? Doing great. Hello. Doing great. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Especially coming off the, the SEI victory. I know Jensen's very excited. Yeah, that was, myself that was, uh... talk about that. That was crazy, man. Uh, you know, like coming in, like it's not like it's like the first time I've ever been to SCI, you know, and like I've, uh, you know, we, 2019, I won the Action Future Showcase, and that was kind of like my coming out party in a way. And then, you know, you do the circuit and stuff, and you know how pressing it is. It can eat you and spit you up. And, you know, I, I talked about it in my promo, and it's kind of like everyday life. You have your highs and your lows, right? And then, uh, we did the SCI tournament. Um, what was it, 2021? Because we didn't do it in 2020, right? Right. Or it, was, it was like a skip a year because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. and then we had it. And then I lost the first round Alex Kane, who's MLW champion. Doing you know, great. Doing great. Um, and then the next year, I wasn't even supposed to be in it, but I was there because I had nothing else better to do. You know, and being me, that's what I do, right? You know, head another highway, another town, even though from my book. And – Somehow Trish like missed her flight, and uh, so I wrestled Masha, who's also doing very well, and then you know lose to her, and then Austin come to this year, and those those are the lows we had, and here's the highs. So winning it was pretty sweet, pretty meaningful for me, and uh, yeah, it was wild. What a weekend! Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it, it's been really cool to watch. Like from my perspective, is you know. Someone, and we'll, we'll get into this throughout the interview, but um, like I went to a lot of the SUP shows in Nashville out of the basement East. I used to live in yeah. Nashville. So I got to see a lot of like your rise and like that scene, and especially in that, obviously that links in closely, the SCI, SUP, Action, you know, TWE, Absolutely. like all this whole area. Um, and I was going to ask you about that because I remember you winning the Future Showcase and that that tournament's become such a big deal and a launching point. Like I remember Marco Stunt winning that, for instance, like pre-AEW. And um, yeah. I mean, and so... Um, yeah, I guess if you can speak even more to just kind of how important it is uh, for not just winning the SCI, because that's that's in my opinion, that's my favorite tournament every year. I look forward to it so much each year to see, you know, because I think it's such a such a spotlight of, you know, all independent talent, but even more specifically the Southeast scene. So, like, what's what's it like to be kind of one of the guys that they're putting, you know, kind of on the back of the whole scene and saying, like, this is this, this is really like legitimately one of our top guys? Yeah, uh, like being a guy from Iowa. I mean, if you look at a map, Iowa's not the southeast, right? Of course. And, like, when I was on the – I mean, I'm always on the run, but when I was when I was on the run cutting my teeth, you know, trying to make some waves in independent wrestling or just wrestling in general, uh, outside of Iowa and IWA, that was kind of really it. You know what I mean? And, like, for them to – Hey, yeah, you want to drive eight hours to Nashville? That's cool. Yeah, like please do. And you know, that's what you kind of what you kind of do, right? You kind of you if you want to go places, you make it happen. And a lot of times, I was a lot of the shows I first started on, or I sh- you know showed up and helped out. And then when that bone gets thrown to you, you either sink or swim. And luckily, I've been able to swim. <laughs> and uh, like. You know, guys like Dylan Hales and Matt Griffin and 
Kevin Koo and Dominic Garini and Scott uh, Hensley and like list goes on where these guys where they just you know they're all good people but also too like you know they give everybody opportunities you know because it's hard it's hard it's hard to get those and and not even just in wrestling just in life and you know being able to do that and creating bonds like that and kind of like having like a home in a way you know like away from home and I think that's the southeast for me and you know and, uh, Marco winning it right like I feel like there obviously there was a rise right because there was AEW that was created right so there was obviously like great independent talent that was you know becoming a thing where we could put this on TV right yeah. It's almost it's almost like history where it all goes circles, right? You think of like WCW and the territory days and kind of the same thing, but in different words. And like Marco winning it, like there was such a rise in the South, like that happening. Like obviously there's other points too, right? Like, you know, like before then, before Marco winning the Action Future Showcase tournament, uh, like you had other people, you know, like um, that were in the Southeast that were, you know, putting in the work, but like him, him like winning it and then like the rise of it all. And then, and then obviously having like independent wrestling TV and then the on demand whole big thing where everybody's doing it, you know, like outside of wrestling too. I feel like, you know, stars align in certain ways and like him winning it like that and then taking it off like that made it a really big deal, at least for that action's future showcase tournament. So then like the next year, like, I don't know if it was because like guys like Kurt Stallion for me, or just like guys that were just highwaymen. I, there was something about it, you know. Obviously, I like the song because that's that's who I am, and like I really took it to heart. So like me putting it in the work like that, I was like, you know, maybe hopefully one day something happens out of it. I didn't know me winning the Future Showcase tournament would be it, you know, but like it did, and that's what happened. And then it's a big deal because it basically puts you in a in a platform or a certain criteria of like, hey, this guy or this girl can really they're they're obviously they're good, but like it, it's it's a whole nother thing where it's like, no, they actually go out and get it. Like I don't know where Rachel's from, Armstrong. I, she's definitely not from the Southeast though. So. No, and she's incredible. I didn't know a whole lot about her until recently, but she's I, she's fantastic. I've seen her a bunch in Black Label uh pro and when I saw she was in the tournament, I was like, she's definitely winning. She's been putting in the work, you know, and she did. And it's like, you know, guys like, like that and Robert Martyr. And now you see all these guys, they're all doing stuff. And it's, it's pretty, it's pretty neat. Um, and then like, you know, I mean, it's not even just people outside the Southeast that like win these things too. Like, I mean, think of, you know, think of Jade Newman, right. Guy's been holding down Chattanooga, for, you know, since he's been wrestling since he was like 14 teenager years old. yeah yeah and then like ac mac like yep. he you know they created a whole entire season of wrestling for a show like all based i mean it's not all based on him but like he was like the the flag bearer you know uncharted territory yeah yeah the southeast first yeah that was he yeah. was a main 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 focus and by the way there would have been a lot more with we i'm sure you remember this as well but during the pandemic he was the bone storm champion and the action champion simultaneously yeah. and then went on to win the iwtv title there's a lot more they could have done with all that but everything got shut down 100 percent. and uh actually so even let's 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 uh 
take the curtain out a little bit. I was the way that like if let's say the pandemic didn't happen or whatever, I would have been the sub champion. Wow, so that's how that was gonna right? play yeah, out. Like, yeah, so like it would have. There's a bunch of sh- like shit like wow. Because I was gonna ask you too, and we'll probably bounce around. But I, I remember like that, like the Teddy King story, like very well, like the yeah. with you and Jaden, and that kind of got derailed because Teddy left the business. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you were like, I mean, so there was like your 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 career in SUP alone is is kind of wild, like kind of the highs and lows. And I that's that's something I didn't know that. So you were actually penciled in to be the so were you gonna beat ac was was he gonna hold the belt and tell you so we can even rewind all this back which is crazy like i'm trying to remember in my memory bank um <laughs> like the teddy king stuff like originally i was just like there you know what i mean like they were grooming me for whatever but like, really, the story was supposed to be Teddy King and and Jaden JV, yeah, right. And then, uh, I, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, Teddy King was supposed to win the Action's Future Showcase tournament that year. Okay, that makes sense. But then when he like, you know, I mean, it ha- this happens right all the time. Sure. Like he he stopped wrestling, and then uh, I guess I guess you know when that opportunity was thrown to me, where it's like, hey, instead of Teddy, now it's going to be you like with the story with Jaden and then let's see how it goes. And it turned out to be, you know, a pretty, pretty sweet story. Yeah. uh, It's crazy like that. There's like certain things that happen. Like then that probably, I probably would have won the action future showcase that year. And then like, and then it probably wouldn't have had me chance to face AC and then be AC Mac for the belt. And then who knows what happened after that. That's so wild. It's all crazy. And like, like when we go back to highs and lows, like I I haven't really like, I'm sure if you can find me on Twitter and like you go back to like 2020 and and stuff. And that was definitely a low point for me. It was a low point for everybody. Right. Cause it's the pandemic. It sucked for everyone. (laughs) I'm not the only one who didn't benefit from the pandemic. I mean, there's a couple people that did like, Look at Ben, like like Ben Carter or or Nathan Brady, right? Like he, like Ben's one of my best friends, and because of him and the pandemic, it that's how he got signed WWE. I mean, I think I think either way he would have, but like you know what I mean? Like, y'all have history through Black and Brave by chance as well. Oh yeah, he was a Black and Brave kid too. Well, I know he, I know he was, but I didn't know like if y'all like knew each other from there. Yeah, we did. So when uh, he. So he he had like some ring experience, but like when he came to the states, he like obviously went to school to play soccer. But it was it was it's funny like obviously he loves soccer and he wanted education, but like really in reality, it was for him to find his ways to get into wrestling, which is crazy. And uh, like yeah, I met I met Ben. I was so I was class eight. I think he was like class like twelve or something, maybe. Um, and we just kind of like hit it off a lot. Cause we had like the same mindset. Like we both loved wrestling. We both were sports kids, like just all that kind of stuff. And like when he was living in the South, cause he went to school in like Tennessee and I was running the South a lot at that time. Like we just kind of bonded. And then like when he like moved back to Davenport, he lived in the bunkhouse with me. And then like, we just kind of went everywhere. AIW, GCW, like AAW, any of the shows you name it, that's what we all did. And, uh, 
but yeah, like going back to the pandemic stuff, like for me, like I had all these things lined up that were going to happen. And then, you know, just like everybody else, like it got taken away from me. So then you had to like sit back and be like, damn, like what I do wrong, but you know, everything happens for a reason. And then, you know, when you, when you look at it now, maybe not back then, I didn't understand, but also too, I was young too. And then all that shit. So it's like pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, I guess cream rises to the top sometimes. Like, yeah. Not to Pers- too one, but you know what I mean? Sure, the perseverance, absolutely. Jeremy, yeah. if I get some questions, and I don't want to take this interview over too bad. I can, I can, I can talk. I can talk all day there's, about the there's, South. There's, a, there's a lot of like crazy history about just all of it. And it's, it's yeah. I'm super grateful for you know just the whole scenic city and the whole southeast. So. Well, you know, Dylan, this isn't a question. This is a lead into Jeremy <laughs> asking a question here because I want to leave you out here, but um, but uh. But uh, j- just for what it's worth, I don't know if you've gone back and watched your win in the Scenic City Invitational, but then the, the finals. But Dylan mentions on commentary, Dylan Hales mentions on commentary that um, a lot of stuff you mentioned about yourself, about how you were a guy who was just like putting in a lot of work, who was showing up, just trying to basically get a spot, you know, a handful of years ago. Um, and and then that led into your speech afterwards, which I thought was a really great, just a very heartfelt, just humble just you seem like just a good dude you know like a good hard-working guy yeah. and that it really yeah. comes across you know so right oh i appreciate that That's oh, I was gonna say, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was a, a great victory speech and like for someone like i've i've followed uh, enough of when it comes to the gcw stuff and, and stuff in mlw and everything jensen is very much southeast historian knows everything about everything can can tell you about all these matches that i i've never seen before um but i i was just gonna ask on kind of the the gcw and mlw and the sort of moving away a little bit from from the sei uh sort of stuff like You've shared the ring with a, a lot of a lot of people through, throughout your career. A lot of people, television people uh, who either work in television now or have worked in television previously. Was there a moment, a match that where you were like, "Okay, I've sort of, I've sort of made this, and, and this is what I'm good at, and this is, I know I can, I can do this." Or did any of the television people come up to you, or any veteran television or not come up to you and be like, "Hey, man, like you're you're great at this. Keep doing this type of thing." Uh, all the above. <laughs> um, like the biggest thing I've learned from guys that were either on TV or guys that are currently on TV, or to my trainer like Seth Rollins and people that I've run through and, and been with, or you know my my best friends like Mance, Justice, Effie. Uh. The one, the one thing that's consistent that I keep hearing is just keep going, right? And that's what I've – like, and I say this a lot to, like, some of the young guys where it's like, look, man, like, talent's all great. Like, everybody's got talent, right? There's a, there's a lot of great wrestlers out there. But it's the – it's you being a hustler and you being – and making sacrifices and – doing like those little things that like will make you go above and beyond, I think. Right. Like, so then like saying like, just keep going. Cause there's a lot of days, right. That we all sit and we wake up and we go to work and we're like, damn, I fucking hate this. You know what I mean? Like we, we all have it and, and, and love and hate's a very fine line. 
And like, there's days like that in pro wrestling too, you know? Like, I mean, it's not fun to sit in 10, 12 hour days and TV taping at MLW, right? Or like, you know, driving six to eight hours, you know, for GCW. Like it's, it's, it's not glamorous, right? Like there's like, there's like those things like people don't see, you know, like they see you coming out of the curtain and you wrestling, but it's all the other things that you don't see. That's like a very small part. I feel like, cause if you think about it, right? Like, let's say, let's say I'm wrestling in Dayton, Ohio. That's a seven hour one way, right? For a 10 minute match. That little 10 minute, it's worth it. Right. But when you think of time and you think of all that, the ratio is way off. Right. You know, and like, but that's, that's the thing. It's like with, with all that, it's, I always try to tell everybody or I even tell myself where it's like, you just gotta keep going. That's like the biggest thing. Like, that's how a lot of these guys like make it honestly, or, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever that means. Right. Like, I don't know what that means. Like my, my saying might be different than Jeremy saying, or it might be different than, than Steven saying, you know, like, Maybe my my dreams and aspirations are different than yours. Maybe yours is WWE. Maybe mine's Japan. I don't know. Like you know, so or it could be it could be anything. I don't know. Or making making money and getting the wrestle on somebody else's dime. That's kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. I, I, and I and I really don't know what it is. Right? Like I would love to do all those things, but you never know. And I'm happy doing what I'm doing now. And it's as the cliche thing. It's all, it's all about the journey, man, you know, like, or whatever the hell they say. And try, I try to live by that. So. Yeah. I well, hope you didn't, that answers. No, that does for sure. Yeah. You know, speaking of that, that whole journey and some of, some of the guys you just mentioned, how did you get linked up and like so close with the rest of the guys from the SGC and like, and Allie catch. I mean, I always kind of, yeah. I was always with, there. She's like, so, yeah. Um, yeah. If you think about it, outside of Effie, we were all kind of Midwest guys, right? Like, you know, Mance is in the Midwest. Justice is in the Midwest. Allie's obviously from Texas, but at the time when we all became friends, she was living in Indiana. She was living in Ohio, right? We all have, like, the same bond of, like, we love wrestling and we'll make it work, whatever that means, right? So when that was, like, all happening – we were all in IWA together. We were all in AIW together. Um, we got really close in AIW a lot. Um, that was like the first start of it all. Because um, we had Eddie Kingston around. And right. and Eddie's kind of like all of us. Or I guess we're all kind of like Eddie. Where, you know, we want to do it for a long time. Uh, we weren't the first pick, right? For, in everybody's minds. Right, we're not like the chosen ones or whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, we all just kept going, we keep grinding, and you know, we live and breathe this. So, like, I feel like that kind of gravitated to all of us. So, we all became friends, and obviously, you know, after shows and stuff, you know, hang out and have a couple beers at a, at the at the bar and and at AIW and. Well, just became friends that way. And then it kind of just flourished where it was like, here's guys like Mance who's like been through the ringer. Justice has been through the ringer, right? He used to be in WWE and 
he's traveled around. He's been doing it for, you know, over a decade. Uh, and then like, obviously there's Eddie, right. Who's been, who's done it all, you know? And like, here's a, like a young guy like me who was kind of sinking his teeth in like that. So they kind of like, you know, kind of like gravitated or I kind of gravitated towards them and they kind of took me under their wing. And then it's almost like bone street crew in a way where like, you have all these like walks of life and all these different things. And like when we finally like put Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Put it on camera. Because, um, you know, obviously fans like go to after parties and stuff and they see all hanging out. And we all kind of just like, we're like, yeah, like, let's do it. And then like AIW was like the first one that kind of did it. Um, and by this time, Eddie's not around, you know, he gets signed to AEW. So because of that, now it's now, now there's me into it. And then that flourished into AAW and then that flourished into GCW. And then that's when we kind of all met similar guys like Effie. So like, and it just kind of all, kind of all works out and then now we have a group chat and we text about it every day and it could be about wrestling or life or our problems or whatever it is so yeah it's, it's pretty pretty sweet I've, I've always loved the group dynamic because of pretty much everything you just said and like and a lot of like newer fans probably don't even know how eddie kingston is like is involved you know what i mean because you don't see him with y'all yeah nowadays no, you know yeah. so um but he was obviously a humongous part of that when it was all kicking off um absolutely and you know someone or aiw obviously that, that's another great company love aiw and, and somebody who's done really well there that i actually got to see you wrestle against just wanted to just get an opinion on this performer um i i, I was in the basement east years ago i watched you wrestle one of the just damnedest just y'all beat the hell out of each other you and joshua bishop yeah and, and <laughs> he's right. another guy that like he like he's not an SGC like he does his own thing and that's fine, but he's always hanging out with us. Well, him and Justice will always be linked by like yeah, the always spots be. that they've. <laughs> like, yeah, like... I was there for all of it. it <laughs> I remember, I remember like a week or maybe it was a week or two before that spot off the Odeon, yeah. uh, them talking about it in the, at the basement east at Sep because they were all there. I think. I'm trying to remember who Justice wrestler. I think it might have been Warhorse, maybe. Uh, oh, I probably. Yeah, they. I remember they did have a match with each other. Yeah, which was which was nuts. Yeah, yeah. I remember them talking about it, and I'm just like, "There's no way. There's no <laughs> way." By the way, for people who don't know what we're talking about, Matthew Justice did a like a a diving like Death Valley driver off this balcony. Like we didn't throw Bishop; they went together off of this thing. Like at least uh, 20, like twenty feet in the air. Yeah, through yeah. like like a few tables and just yeah, like four, on the ground. Like four tables, and I think only two of them broke. Yeah, because <laughs> they missed. 
Yeah, it was crazy. It was like the craziest thing I've ever seen. That's and one of the few like, times. I've, that's one of the few times, by the way, I've, I've checked up on a wrestler. Like I've, 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 I've DM Josh after that, and I was like, "Dude, are you alive right now? Like, what was that? Yeah, what happened?" <laughs> and, and he was like, "Yeah, man, I'm still breathing." They're just like, "All right, like you're good, I guess. Like you're y'all are crazy." That kind of like really reamped uh, Justice's career. I feel like because right when that happened, it like he like took off and GCW and everything like that. And uh, you can't say I can't say it reamped Joss's career because Joss's career was just beginning because you know he's like 25, which is um, freaking, which is freaking nuts. Oh man, I mean, I was he, watching... might, he might be 26 now, right? Now, but either way, dude's still young and he's still killing it, and he's the man. There's no doubt, there's, there's nothing else to say with him. He's the man, they both are, They're both crazy. I've seen a lot of evolution out of Bishop over the years. I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, with the slutty cat persona that he once was. I but. yeah, I've I've I wasn't around when that was happening, but I definitely heard myself. That, it was it was awesome. Him and him and Alley Catch had a great little rivalry. Like Red is up was starting up, um, and that was before you had come in. That's right. But yeah, um, that's yeah. I'm just I, I love talking to any like kind of like sub OG wrestlers like you guys because. There's so much great history in that scene and, and like not just up but action and that, that whole that whole southeast scene. But what's so cool about it is it parlays so well for y'all into like the whole the whole country because you guys are you're, you're everywhere now, not you know, which is just yeah, just awesome. No, it definitely like that's why like I think the southeast is so great because like you know, everybody talks about the northeast, everybody talks about the east coast, where how it's like the best wrestling you can find, and obviously obviously WWF or WWE or WWF, what do you want to call them, right? That's kind of where they all started. That Square Garden's this big deal and all these kind of things. But it's like, yeah, you're right. But also, too, like, look at the Southeast, man. Like, like, it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it really it really did, like, when SUP was first starting, I remember, like, looking on Twitter and, like, seeing these guys when, like, it was guys like uh, Kurt Stallion, guys like Mance, guys like MJF, guys like uh, girls like Allie, like Dom Koo, uh, the Carnies, like you had all these people and it was like there's something here and I want to be a part of it, you know what I mean? And I, like they really gravitated to that and all that. And it, it makes it makes it sweet when you have people that all kind of think the same mindset as you, you know? So, freaking awesome. <laughs> and honestly, like that was the uh, like going off of like because of SUP is the reason why like a lot of these guys wrestle on like MLW and GCW and New Japan and AEW and WWE like uh, or Impact even like you know like this goes on where like because I did that SCI weekend 2019 it made people like Brett Lauderdale. And people like Drew from Beyond and and stuff make me. They were like, "Okay, there's someone with this kid. Let's use him. See what he. Let's see what he can do. You know what I mean?" And then you, you make it work. I wanted to ask about MLW because Ants kind of had the the falling out with with uh, MLW, um, and then we saw him return. And it was not just Mance who came; he brought the entire crew 
with him. So how yeah. did that relationship, uh, to, to the best of your knowledge, like kind of get repaired? Not only did it get repaired, it was like, all right, I'm coming and they're coming with me. Uh, I think like at the time when he was like signed to a contract, um, he obviously didn't want to do it anymore because of other things that were happening or were going to happen. And uh, I guess they wouldn't let him out of it. And uh, he was like, well, okay, well, I'm not going to pay my way out of it like some other people have done. Um, I'm not going to say names um, and, and stuff like that. And uh, Mance is a grinder, right? That's why That's why he's like one of my best friends because like we all think the same. And uh, when his, finally, his contract finally got up, he was out. And then the next night he gets hurt, <laughs> hurts his leg. And then, uh, then he's out for like eight months or maybe even longer. I don't, I can't, they all kind of blends together, but I mean, he had a serious leg injury, right? He broke his leg. And, uh, I think like I, Mance's Mance has a certain energy that not many people have. Right. And I think court and some of the MLW people kind of realize that and, uh, you know, Time and place and money kind of all kind of talks itself. And uh, they figured out some type of deal. And then as that was happening, when he came back, we were all doing all this SGC stuff, you know, especially him and Matt, you know, being tag team champions of GCW and all this kind of stuff. And um, me being kind of local, moving to New Jersey, you know, since they're running the arena a lot, it kind of all just kind of made itself work. And they were like, we want to use all these guys because SCC is kind of a kind of a big deal, for lack of a better word. You know, we were running everywhere, and then I guess Court realized it and saw it, and then here we are. It was just crazy, yeah. So that's kind of like how it all kind of went. There's some other stuff too, but I don't want to I don't want to say it all. But it's it's that's that's pretty. Like when I and what I mean by that, it's like certain money stuff, but like it, sure, it, sure. It, 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 it all it all worked out, and we have a great time there. Like we obviously, you know, obviously we do all the things for MLW, whatever Court wants to do and whatever he wants to ask, and um, when we go out there, it's it's pretty sweet and uh, it's a it's a cool deal, and MLW is a great place, and people can shit talk it all they want or whatever, but that's all for the birds, man. So. Yeah, I don't yeah. understand. I think the only I think the only bad rap MLW had that I think was legitimate gripe was the delay between when they were taping their shows and when people could watch them. Now they've yeah. they've closed that gap significantly to where things are airing a lot faster yeah. and the pay per views are live, which is yes. massive. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, so I think honestly, like because because to be fair, the MLW pay per view that y'all just ran that ran on the same night at the same time as. CM Punk wrestling on collision as UFC's uh, Robbie Lawler had his retirement fight at the same time this was going on. Um, there was also a GCW event, I think, at the same exact time. There so, was I mean, too I, much fucking wrestling that day. Right. And so, but so MLW. It really was. That's like been a problem lately, I feel like. We're like, I feel like before the pandemic, everybody worked with each other. Yes. Which, like, obviously, like, obviously, like, certain companies ain't going to work with each other, but like, it's just like, there was like all that you just said. And then on top of it, you had GCW revolver and West coast pro all running all at the same time. Like at least right. 
Uh, West Coast ran a little bit later in the night, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like you had all these shows, and I'm sitting here like, I'm booked at all these places, and like, I have to pick one now? Like, damn. Like, which is not a, it's not a bad problem to have, obviously, but like, it's just crazy. That day was crazy. It really yeah. was. And well, like, yeah. So my point for MLW, though, with that was that even though all that was going on, I still saw a lot of people tweeting about the show. Like, there were still people tuning in for MLW that were enjoying it. There was a lot of big title changes. You know, I, you mentioned Alex Kane. I'm a big fan of his, have been for a long time, and it's yeah. great seeing him succeeding. So, like, y'all have a ton of great talent in MLW, in, including, I wanted to get kind of your opinion on this, just if there's any differences or just, like, if it's cool or, like, just kind of um, how things have worked out where, like, like the calling for MLW, for instance. Right. I think yeah. they're a really interesting group. I like I like Raven. I've liked him since you know I was a little yeah, kid Raven. in ECW, yeah. right? And and like in his group, you got Akira, who's as a guy who's grinded the southeast part of the KOBK crew with Bright Ice yeah. and those dudes. You've got RSP, who you worked with plenty, I'm sure. You know at the yeah. time, you know in, in GCW. So it's like all y'all still like wound up. Like it's 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 funny how small of a world wrestling can be, where like these people you've worked with year after year in all these different places, you just like wind up in the same spot. And I think y'all got a lot of cool stuff. Like you got the SGC doing their thing. You got the calling doing their thing. You got Alice Kane doing his thing. I think it's a good product. You got the fought, you got fought two and everything going on. I mean, yeah, show. Like, it, it's really, it's really been, I feel like they, they found their niche and they found like what works and who they like. And I mean, obviously everything goes in waves, but like having, I think this group at MLW has probably been one of the best, Cause like for a while, for a while, I feel like it was always like guys that were, um, I don't want to say signed everywhere else, but like when you think of certain people, you don't think of, I'm trying to, I'm trying to explain this well. I don't know how, I don't know how I'm going to do it. Um, some of their old shows, right. You had a lot of people that like, they were everywhere. Like, they didn't have their own core guys. But, like, at the same time, too, like, obviously, we're all everywhere, too. But it's, like, I feel like now it's more, like, our, like MLW guys. And then it's, like, it's not, like, just some big name. I mean, obviously, you get you get a few, right? But, like, I don't know how to explain. Well, no, I understand. I understand what you're saying. Because also, without without the delay issues I'm talking about, you're not going to run into problems like having Karrion Cross on the show six months and him returning to the WWE. Yeah. Like, you know, like. Like that, like that kind of stuff. And, like names like that and uh i mean obviously it's cool to have guys like like killing cross or sure or killer cross and john morrison and like all these people too like it was pretty like when we talked about earlier like like people like you wrestled with like one of the like recent things in my brain that i was like holy shit i'm in the ring doing a spot with john morrison that's wild i watched john morrison when i was a kid it's crazy and then like being in a ring with him i was like holy shit all right. And he's like, what do you want to do? I was like, I don't know, man. What do you want to do? You know, like, it's pretty wild. Like, it's Don Morrison, like, you know? Yeah. Um, Very cool guy. We, we, had, we had the opportunity to interview him uh, earlier this year, and he was he's a strange super, cat, super nice. But I, I, I dig it. Yeah. Because he's a strange cat. I love it. I feel like he's having some early mornings, man. I feel like he's having early mornings. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> uh, but, but the, Anyway, that's a whole other thing. 
Um, <laughs> but but no, John Morrison. It's cool to see a guy who's accomplished so much, has been around for so long, be like that though. Just like go to the like maybe the more up and coming town and be like, "Yo, what do you want to do?" Like I'm cool with whatever. Yeah, it's wild to me. And like even like Raven, like it's fucking Raven, <laughs> and he's awesome. like hanging out and like has his like points and like his certain things. Like I remember when I wrestled Ricky at MLW, we had this whole like spot where like when when Raven comes in, just don't touch him. Right, because he's you know Raven's been Raven's. We talk about being through the ringer. Raven's been through the ringer, and like, and that's not a bad thing. It's like, guys put his time in, right? And it's it's cool. Uh, and like, uh, I remember like when he came in, I, I was like so in the zone, and I like, I almost like hit him, and I was like, oh shit, I can't hit him. And I turn around and like start hitting somebody else. It was, it was just like it was just wild to me. I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna get in trouble, but everything was alright. <laughs> So, so you were not allowed to to hit Raven. Was Raven just not? He wasn't even bumping. He or was that just out of respect? Part of the spot, or was that just the, the rule? We're not we're not hitting Raven. Held Raven. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I think it was both. It's like it's like it's for the spot and for the moment, and then also too like Raven doesn't need to do that. He's already put it. He paid his dues. You <laughs> yeah, know, we're smarter, mean? not harder. Yeah, we're smarter, not harder. Like I would hope yeah. to be like that one day if I if I'm in it at all. But you know what I mean? Like, but like the, the best part with Raven is like when you have like the like the objective sometimes is you're not gonna get it all the time, but the objective a lot of it is is in order for you to be a better wrestler, right, or a better entertainer, performer, whatever you want to call it, you gotta be with people that are better than you. And like somebody like Raven in the locker room with you, where like he can cut a promo, he can work, he can you know, he can he can do it all. And he's been through it all obviously right and like having somebody like that and then him just coming up to you being like hey cowboy man that was pretty good uh this is what i would do next time or like or like he'll think like he'll tell you things that make you think like way way out of the spectrum where it's like holy shit all right instead of me pigeonholing myself in tunnel vision of just pro wrestling think of like expanding of like life you know and like because like not many people can understand wrestling but a lot of people can understand the experiences of like everyday life and it's just it's like those kind of things it's just like damn like it's awesome to have guys like that and it's made me a better not even just a better wrestler a better person so yeah yeah it, it's it's wild seeing raven still out there and involved and it's something that i think like makes sense and it's good on the show yeah. like legitimately you don't even have to be there you know what i mean like if i was in my 60s i'd probably would want to retire you know what <laughs> i mean and enjoy life but like at the same time the old saying of, you know, uh, what is it? It's like, if you're not working or whatever, or if you love what you do, you're not, you don't have to work a day in your life. And like, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. What well, was the quote, by the way? Uh, it's not the size of the fight of the dog. It's the. Uh... <laughs> I popped him. That's great. I'm broke, man. I. <laughs> <sighs> I didn't realize. Okay, so this is how my head was going. That was one of the best weekends of my life. Not even the like the like the obviously winning the thing, like even like personal stuff too, like in a way. But also like a lot of shits happened in my life, like till then, like personal that like are pretty much my lowest of lows, were like you know like with relationships and shit like that, and like all that kind of stuff, and like so you got all these things going through your head, and like they tell you you're going to win the tournament and you're like, Holy shit. Okay. This is actually happening. 
And then like it doesn't really it doesn't really like for me it, it never it doesn't really hit me till it happens. Like I remember like when I wrestled like Nick Gage, for example, like people would come up to me and be like, Oh, you ready? You ready? And I'm like, It's fucking Tuesday. <laughs> like it's at the show's on Saturday. Like, <laughs> like no. Like but like some people would be like, Oh yeah, I'm super excited. But like me, it's like, ah, I don't I don't know what it is. It's all I've always been that way since I was a kid, like playing football and all that stuff. And like uh like when it happened, like literally, like when the when the pen happened and the like like the trophy was presented, it's just like the full adrenaline of emotions and everything just hit you and it's like holy shit, man, like you know. So like I never thought of like, hey, I should probably like think of like some things for this speech. And I didn't at all. Normally I like think a little bit where it's like, hey, here's some blueprints or bullet points. Like I like it's it's even like with my matches. Like I don't really like I try to have bullet points. I don't like doing A to Z. Some people do. I'm not saying it doesn't work. Um, and I've done both, but like I know like I it might be because like the sports and like being aware and having awareness and stuff and like feeling the moment and like I didn't have any of that. So when they gave me the mic and I cut a promo, I'm like, fuck, I don't know what to say. But then I thought of like a, like an old thing, like my mom used to always tell me. And like, when I was totally speaking, I totally like didn't say it right. And I was like, something like that. Ha ha ha. You know, and everybody you played it off fine. I mean, <laughs> everyone, everyone knew what you meant. It was very hard, but it was very, it was very obvious by the way, in a good way. Yeah. You were just speaking from the heart. That wasn't like a pre-planned Speech. No, yeah, not at all. And I just was like, "Damn!" And those were like one of the things. Like I remember, like being a kid. Like it's not the size of the was. I, I don't even know if I, I don't know. It I, I, I I I'm gonna mess it up myself. I'm afraid to say it's it the also. size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. That's, That's it. Yes. You nailed it. And yeah, like boom. I've heard that since I was a little kid. And and like believe it or not, right? Like in the world of football, I'm not the biggest guy. You know what I mean? Like when we talk about like the trenches of Division One football, like especially at like a Big Ten school like Iowa, dude, we had all offensive linemen average six foot six, three hundred pounds. I am not six foot six, three hundred pounds. Barely six foot, two hundred and forty pounds. Like you know what I mean? Like so, it's like that was all. That always stuck with me. Like that saying, even though I couldn't say it right because of the emotions and just not thinking it. And I was like, Oh, well this is in my left pocket because that's how I always believe myself. And like, it's wild. Yeah. It was, it was funny. I was like, <laughs> I totally fucked this up. <laughs> all right. Whatever. No, it's all good. You know what I'm talking about. Well, that was in front of like, that's, that's your people too. That crowd in the TW arena. Like those are all Manders fans in there. Like yeah. you could have said anything and it would have been, I bet if I would have said that in AC or Philly, they probably would have tore my <laughs> You know, so, Hey, well, speaking of like other places, um, it was just announced. Me and Jeremy, so this interview runs as like a part of our of our uh, Thursday morning show. So we'll th- we'll do some topics before this interview, and something we're going to talk about that people would have just heard us talk about a little bit is uh, GCW just announced that they're going to be doing Cork and Hall in uh, in Japan, which is yeah. uh, unreal. So, is that a show that you plan to be a part of? And do you have any opponent you would like to wrestle on that? I would love to be a part of that, but I haven't heard nothing. Oh. Um, who to wrestle? <sighs> There's so many guys. Um, I don't know. I uh, 
I haven't heard nothing from Brett or anything. Um, I know we have other stuff planned that we're doing that's international, which will be sick. And probably in the next month, you'll probably hear about it. Um, and it's almost like a, a, a gate opener for other things that I know is in the works. So it'll be pretty sweet. And uh, I don't want to say it all yet. But that's yeah. Nice. But yes. Oh, we like get some scoops here. Let's, I mean, let's try to. Try well, to like, get some scoops we can always edit out. things out too. We can always. Leave things yeah, I said like, international, so if you think yeah. it, it's still associated with GCW, so right. there's that. But it's not. Sure. It's not Corrigan Hall. I haven't heard nothing. Okay, I didn't mean to bring that up. By the way, is like, no, uh, no, like totally you know, <laughs> I, I would love to be a part of it. And if, and if you guys want to. Blast People will see this. So, so Brett, hey, if you Brett, hey Brett, Morgan Hall, one called Manders, that'd be kind of sick. That would be incredibly sick. It'd be incredible. Yeah. That's kind of like a. Obviously, you have bucket lists of things, but like every, I think, I think it's pretty well known that I, I'm very, I love Japanese wrestling. I think the Japanese culture is sick. It's not because I'm a cowboy. It's because of like. It's just it's just the way they they operate and the way they tell stories really 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 speaks to me. I don't know if it's because of being a of being a football player and like all that kind of stuff and me loving all Japan pro wrestling of like the guidance of like Doctor Death and Stan Hansen and Terry Gordy and Bruiser Brody and Terry Funk and Dory Funk and the list goes on right. Duel the Butcher all that and it's like yeah, Corgan Hall would be sick. That's like my that'd be like my Madison Square Garden. Oh man, okay, we gotta make this happen now. Yeah, come on. I think, I think you know when you manifest stuff, it, yeah. it'll happen. I don't know when it will happen, but I'm sure down the line somewhere it'll happen. Yes, if it's not okay. then, it'll be some some other time. And cool. honestly, it'll all it'll all work out. And that's and that's the way I that's the way I try to that's the way I try to operate. And I don't know if that's because of Mance. Mance has been a real uh, opportunist lately and a positive thinker and, and being around people like that is awesome. So yeah, I don't know yet. I hope okay. so. Well, well, how about like in general, are there, is there other people you haven't wrestled? I mean, there's, there's obviously like, there's like the realistic, like immediate opportunities of like people who would be available. But like, if you can kind of almost put it in two categories of like people you'd like to wrestle that are available, like right now that you haven't been able to, and then maybe people long-term that might not be available, that maybe a little bit down the line, you, you'd really like to wrestle it. You might be like a fan of. The one that pops in my brain is June Kasai. That'd be pretty sick. Oh I'm yeah. Not, I'm, oh, not wow. even, I'm not even a big, like I love deathmatch wrestling, but like, I don't think people would put me as a deathmatch wrestler, but there's something about him that just, you just gravitate towards. He's like Effie, you know what I mean? And uh, being around him and, and seeing how he operates and watching his matches, obviously, and watching all of this shit from when I was a teenager where it's like, that'd be sick. Uh, another guy would be Mox. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. you know, having Mance wrestling was sick. Um, obviously, tagging with Mox was sick. <laughs> we we did that at Revolver. We did an eight man where it was SGC and Mox versus Rascals and RSP, and just having someone who's at that pecking order of the tippy tippy top, the one percent of he is, you know, the guy, and like having him 
to say some things that like we all say was mind blowing. You know what I mean? Like, like, like the way he operates, the way he thinks, the way he does things. And, and we all sat there and we're like, I mean, obviously him and justice, I don't, many people probably don't know this. Like, like him and justice, like we're in, uh, FCW, FCW together. Yeah. And like, so there's history there. And we're like, just like just how he operates and how he thinks of like like certain spots in wrestling or certain like things and like all that kind of stuff like it made us like holy shit like here's a guy that's the tippy top of pro wrestling where we all we all inspire want to be and he kind of thinks like us and it's and it's and it's because sometimes we'll like be in the car and you know we're driving somewhere or we're kind of just all just sitting there kind of just talking and thinking and it's like sometimes we think like man like is the business different than what we actually think it is? You know, like you have all these other, there's, there's no wrong in wrestling. Right. But there's many rights. And like, we sometimes like feel like the way we think and operate in wrestling, it doesn't really, doesn't really work versus like all these other things that are happening. So we're kind of like wondering, like, is it us? That's the problem. Or is it them? That's the problem. Or is it both? I don't know. But then having mocks around, that whole night and that experience, or even like, obviously Mox has been on a bunch of shows with us for revolver. And it's like, we, we get, we get like little breadcrumbs. We're like, huh? Okay. And then we finally had the match with him. And he like, literally like, we are like, yeah, like he does think like us and that's sick. And it kind of inspires us to be like, okay, well we're actually doing something. If, if like he thinks the same as us. So yeah. So Mox would be another one. Um, Fucking Sammy. I saw Sammy on Sunday. Wait, which Bay- Sammy? Which Sammy? You got to specify. Callahan. Sorry. Oh, okay. Sammy Callahan. Gotcha. I saw Callahan <laughs> at, at uh, Prestige in Asbury Park Sunday. I didn't even know he was going to be there. And uh, I walk in the walk- locker room and we were, you know, we were just like talking or whatever. And then um, he was like, yeah. Uh, he's like, so the third, you're doing this, this, and this. And he's like, we almost had you versus Mox. And I was like, why would you say that to me? Oh. Why would you say that to me? Mm-hmm. Why would you say that? Come on, you know, like now I'm he's sure got to deliver. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's one of those things like Corgan Hall, where like I'm sure it'll manifest <laughs> and it'll definitely happen somewhere eventually. I don't know. And it was kind of cool, like Mox, because like after the show, like Mox kind of like took a liking to me for a little bit. I don't know why, but he just started asking questions, and I, I've obviously met him before, at Black and Brave. I mean, he probably don't know that, but like, no, I was just telling him some of my backstory, and he was like, "Oh shit!" He was like, "You're a Tyler Black kid, all right." And then like, he just went on this whole rant about him and Black, on, like on the Indies and and FCW together, and that was pretty funny. And you know, I was texting, uh, I guess Colby Lopez or whatever, whatever you want to call him. I was texting Rollins about it, and he just he was, he was like, "That's sick, man!" Like, you know, like it's kind of cool. So, yeah, those would be the two. I think Eddie Kingston would be one. It was supposed to happen, and it's never happened. It's supposed to happen to AIW when he was still on the Indies. Um, it didn't happen. Um, if you want to call out, if you want to call out uh, Callahan for not booking the Moxley match, and just give me, like, give me just a nice headline to write out of this article, and then we can just manifest it through that, like. One call, Manders says 
you you'd be surprised at how many stuff we've manifested just through headlines. Yeah, Jeremy. By the way, the guy we're speaking right now to the guy who writes the headlines for the website, Jeremy Lambert. So if you if you right. want to make a call out that's going to go on the internet, we will actually put it in print <laughs> and put it out there for you. So Sammy Callahan told me he was going to book me against John Moxley, and then it's on the internet, and then Callahan's like, "Well, sh- now I got to do it." Shit. I might get I might get heat for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why, are you telling, why are you telling man, people this, man? Mander's <laughs> disappointed that he isn't booked for Cork and all. And then yeah. boom, send him right, right to Brett. Send him right to Brett. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> but I bet it's one of those other things too that like Brett runs so many goddamn shows, right? Yes. That like he probably hadn't even like thought of the car. No, game. and I'm just I'm just joking around. By the way, I mean obviously I hope that you get whatever you're. you're Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I was gonna ask about Japan, regardless, like whether it would yeah. be GCW or whether it just be you maybe, know, get maybe, a, maybe, maybe, maybe it color. should be like, like, uh, like Manders wants Japan or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we could that do would that. Work. That would okay. Work. Yeah. I, I, I would approve of that. <laughs> okay. Cool. And then you know, hey, want, we can throw in there yeah. once Russell June Kasai potentially. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, that works. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, <laughs> we'll manifest all of this. She could hear Erie be another one. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean he yeah. and he does a lot in the states. I got to see him live at the Atlanta Atlanta show at uh, Center Stage. Uh, yeah, him and Cole Radrick one on one. Yeah, that match was sick. Yeah, he um, is man. I used to. There was for like a solid two weeks where when he was living with Sammy, and I was running with the Ohio crew a little bit, and uh, we kind of were like on the same shows like for like a week or two, and I basically like drove him everywhere, and me and Chiggy like came pretty close because of that. And uh, we never got to wrestle. And uh, obviously, because he was all the way up here and I was like cutting my teeth in. But then now it's like it could happen. And if I think about it, he did win some tournament somewhere internationally, right? Pretty recently. And that might be something that's going to happen here in about a month or so, or two months or so. So there's the bit put in. But now you. <laughs> Now you can figure out what I was saying. So um, maybe it's there. I don't know. I see the breadcrumbs. You're dropping. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) I like it. I like it. I got you. Yeah. One other thing I wanted to mention real quick too, based on, uh, you know, talking so much about mocks there. um, I thought it was really cool personally as a fan. And I'm sure you'd feel the same way as one of the talents at GCW, but like, you know, in a, you know, in certain, in a certain sense, I would like the GCW champion to be someone who's there often. Like I'm really like, Love Blake Christian with the title. I think he's killing it. I love Masha having the title when she did. Nick Gage is obviously the face of the brand, but yeah. like, but like having Mox there, what did that mean to like the whole brand of GCW? Just having him even just involved because I felt like there was so much buzz for just like people who have no idea what GCW really even is, and they were like, "Wait, Mox is on this? I got it. He's the champion of this. I got to see what this is." And then he wrestled yeah. a lot of like up and coming talent. He didn't just come in there and like kill everyone he like raised a lot of people with him i felt like yeah 100 uh that was at the time when like i feel like gcw went from like an indie promotion to like like uh i don't even know what the like the next like top would be just like a like a legit company i guess i don't know, like for lack of a better word um yeah or a top tier promotion like it like like when we like i guess when sometimes when we talk about like what's the top promotion like we obviously, obviously WWE, AEW, like I would put GCW up in those categories. I would too, especially at the time around Hammerstein. That that yeah, yeah. I mean that was definitely 
Like that was like their like hey coming out party kind of thing. Yes. Even though like maybe some people say it was it wasn't delivered, but there was there was limitations on what they could do. I mean, I get it with and it's also New York's York's brutal. New York's brutal. Um, like we had that problem at War Games for MLW. Like you advertise this as War Games, right? And you do this at Melrose, where I don't think it was like. It's not like court's fault or anything, but it's just, it's Melrose. It's New York's pretty strict where like you can't really bleed and you can't really do crazy spots. And like we did like two crazy spots and like two people bled and like they went absolutely like bananas over it. Like in in the sense of like, what the fuck? Not like the fans, but like when you see, when you've seen us do war games at GCW and you see all the crazy shit we've all done and then like here's, Melrose, where you can't really do much. So yeah, I mean, I get it. Hammerstein, you can only do so much, and that might be because of history's past of ECW doing crazy shit, or or Ring of Honor, or whatever. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that was like I I would feel like uh, Mox being around was like the first like you can bring outside talent. Like he was like the stepping stone of like, or he was the flag bearer, or he was the uh, whatever you want to call it where he was like the guy where like, okay, like you brought in guys like Cardona, you brought in guys like Vikingo, you brought in guys like, you know, list goes on who's been in GCW um, that aren't your normal regulars. And it made it a big deal, I think. And it's, it's pretty sick when you have that. And we talk about how early where you want to be with people that have, been been around way more than you you know what i mean they're better than you in a way so it's like sick do you have any this will just follow up for the hammer sign show do you have any backstage knowledge on what the hell happened between this whole effie and jeff jarrett stuff i don't know how that all like i feel like there was a lot left on the table there that didn't get materialized for all of us as fans and i felt like effie should have won that match i'm just gonna throw that out there. yeah i would agree too yeah. um I guess the best I could say is Jeff Jarrett being Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. And Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but, man, he went on a hell of a run, too, there for a hot he minute, did. right? Like, he did. Like, he did. He, like, was everywhere. And then, like, he, then he, like, worked for WWE and then, like, did something <laughs> for him. And then, like, all of a sudden he, like, was doing the Ric Flair show that we were all a part of, which was sick. Um, How was that, by the way? That was really cool. Y'all were on the stage with him at the end of the show as, like, everyone was celebrating. Yeah, like, that whole weekend was was absolutely wild in, in every shape or form. Um, being a part of that was, was – it's fucking Ric Flair, dude. Like, the greatest of all time, probably. Or at least in the Mount Rushmore or whatever you want to call it. And – uh Obviously, too, like Conrad likes GCW, and like we did the Nashville show and, and, and all that. And being a part of something that was probably like the biggest indie like show to date, they said. Yeah. It's like 10,000 people or something. Probably outside of All Out or All In or whatever yeah, it's called. It would be it was the Nashville Municipal, correct? I think it was the, the, I think it was the yeah, Nashville yeah, yeah, Municipal yes. Auditorium. Yeah, so, and that's yeah. a legendary place. Yes. Um, so like, it's just pretty sick. Where you're like, you have like these certain milestones. You don't know what they're gonna be, but you know when it like means something or it's a big deal. And of course, you have some guidelines of like, 
for example, like Corgan Hall or like, or like Mad Square Garden or like these other events and stuff. But like when it happens, you're like, oh shit, this was really happening. It was pretty sweet. And uh, being a part of that battle royal, you know, pre show or not, whatever, who cares? Um, yeah, being a part of it was pretty sweet. And like having the, making GCW like a, like a big deal, which, which, which it is. But like having that, like them, like all of us coming in, looking like we were gonna like take owner of it, and then having Mance win, which made Mance do AEW Rampage versus Mox. Um, it's it's pretty sick. It's pretty sick when all that happens, especially when your yeah. friends are doing it with you. So. Oh, for sure, it was it was bizarre in like the coolest way. Like that show was ending, and you see Ric Flair's like hugging like Jimmy Lloyd and Blake Christian, and you're like, what? Like how did Jimmy Lloyd wind up here? This is this is amazing. Jimmy is one of the most interesting. Like you know, like the Dos Equis commercials, like the most interesting. <laughs> it's, it's Jimmy's like the most interesting boy. He's one of my favorites, by the way. I'm not making Jimmy, fun of the man. I love the guy. No, like it's fun to make fun of Jimmy, but also too like. <laughs> We all know, like SGC, we all know Jimmy makes makes the wheel spin. He really does, in every way, shape, or form. Jimmy, Jimmy is, Jimmy's the man. I love Jimmy, and uh, it's pretty awesome having him in MLW. Like we, we pitched the court like, you guys should book Jimmy, and court had no idea who Jimmy Lloyd was, but then when we did that. Uh, Battle Riot. And you had all these guys. Oh, you, I think you oh, muted yourself. Matters. Yes. You know, I, there you go. Oh, you're good now. You're good now. I think, <laughs> it, was, I think it was. I don't know what I did. Um, <laughs> when you have all these big names that were in the Battle Riot, right? And like the biggest pop of the whole night was Jimmy Lloyd. And Court was yes. like mind blowing. It was awesome. And it's like, told you. <laughs> like, Jimmy Lloyd in Philly is the most over dude or, or over anyone. I don't care who it is. Hulk Hogan come in the building. And person, or, you know what I mean? Or Ric Flair come in the building. And Jimmy Lloyd would still be over way more. And it's awesome. Hurt business member, Jimmy Lloyd. That's, That's my, right. my favorite Jimmy Lloyd thing is he got the yeah. Hurt Business shirt at WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> so he was wearing his GCW shirt like he always does. Yeah. And they were like, no, dude, you can't wear that. And he's like, okay, I'll wear this. And then like, it became a whole thing. It was awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. Jimmy, I, uh... Jimmy, Jimmy just goes with it. That's what we love about. He just goes with the wind. I, I, got a, I got a quick interview with Jimmy, like, a, with I was probably about a year or so ago at like one of the Atlanta um, center stage events for GCW. And he mentioned to me that one of his dream matches is Jeff Hardy. And like, lo and behold, yeah. Jeff Hardy is going to be appearing at GCW soon, which they, yeah. now Brett has said he isn't planning to wrestle, but like yeah. just the fact that Jeff Hardy is now affiliated at all with GCW seems pretty cool to me. And it's because of guys like Mox. Yeah. And it's because of guys like Gage. And, you know, like all the regulars and all that kind of stuff and like what we put in. And it's pretty freaking sweet that Jeff Hardy is going to be there. Whether he's wrestling or not. Some people were shitting on it, I saw. But it's like, come on. Yeah. It's come cool on. that he just wants to be involved yeah. at all. Like, that's that, that's yeah. awesome. 
And I mean, can you can you speak a bit more towards, especially to maybe some of like the our audience who might not be as like familiar with like GCW specifically, how important Nick Gage is just in general to like GCW and just like the whole scene. I I I have a I have a thing in my head, and I don't know if I should explain it like this. I'm not a religious person at all, right? Um, but if I had to say like GCW is a religion, right? Nick Gage is like our Jesus Christ. Sure. In the sense of like the 20 plus years that dude's been through the ringer. When I talk about ringers, like he's been through the ring of fire where he literally in the audience of hardcore wrestling and deathmatch wrestling, especially where that's what GCW's bread and butter is. And through the triumphs and tribulations of Nick Gage, where he literally died in the ring and came back to life and been through prison. Talk about highs to highs and lows to lows. That guy's been through that. And like people gravitate towards like people who are real and have gone through shit. And he's the perfect example of that. And especially like a successful story like Nick. It's not the most glamorous way to get through and be successful, but people can gravitate and, and, and understand that. And I think that's what makes Nick Gage so great. And that's why he's a big deal to us. And he's the whole reason. I mean, there's other people, but he's the whole reason why GCW was created, why GCW is the way it is, because of guys like Nick Gage. And um, and, and overall of that, he has a certain energy about him. Like, when you think of, like, great coaches, right, like, God, I'm trying to think of coaches, like Joe Gibbs or, like, Vince Lombardi or, like, all that kind of stuff. Like, they have a certain presence and energy about him that, like, makes you a better performer. And Nick has that. There was a time where, uh, in the pandemic, where Nick wasn't around because he got hurt. It was actually okay. one of my matches at Beyond. It was a six-man tag. But uh, talk about a great match. It was me, Justice Mance versus uh, Dickinson, Gage, and Deppin. Sounds great on paper. And uh, that's when Nick got hurt or whatever. But, like, there was a time where, like, Nick wasn't really performing or really around. And, like, yeah, like, GCW flourished, obviously. And, like, they did – They like, we all did well. But, like, having somebody like that not in the locker room, Definitely showed like a something's off today. I don't know what it is, but then we all like think about it, and it's like, no, it's because of Nick. Like Nick makes Nick makes the wrestling better. Just him being there, you know, and that's what that's what he holds that maybe people don't maybe not know. There's a certain presence about him that makes you a better performer, and uh, it's just the intensity he brings, man. The attitude, uh, the excitement, the all that, and that's what Nick does. Nick's awesome for that. I want to ask about um, this, is, this is my last one because you've been very generous with your, yes. your time tonight. Uh, but I, you know, I saw, I saw already in an hour. Like it just happened. <laughs> this fucking happens. <laughs> I, I saw this uh, this beef on Twitter. Beef on Twitter. You and Jordan Oliver. Ooh, two yeah. out of three, oh, yeah. three stages of hell. What, what, is, what is your idea for three stages of hell with Jordan Oliver? We were talking about it, and I, I don't even really know. But somebody somebody commented it. I don't know if it was y'all or whoever, but it was like normal match first, 
Second match, maybe bull rope match, and then third match, whatever Jordan would want to do. Hmm. I feel like it'd be maybe ladder. I don't know. Maybe steel cage. Okay. I don't know. I know that's all kind of hard to do. Um, I mean, that's one of the greatest matches of all time. I mean, obviously, three stages of hell has been a thing. It's not a, yeah, it's not like an everyday thing, but like the one I can think of is like Austin Triple H. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was backlash. Yes. Um, was it, no, no way out. No, because no, no way out, out. before that's WrestleMania. Good. No way out. Yeah. No way out. Yes. Yeah. That's right. And, uh, I'm actually wearing an Austin shirt right now, as a matter of fact. Just yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's one of my, he, he's like one of my favorite wrestlers. Like, he's like the whole reason why I wanted to be a wrestler, why I watch wrestling. He was, I mean, a lot of people that say that, but like, he was, him and Sting were like my two, but yeah. yeah. Um, Good choices. Yeah. Can't go wrong with those. And like uh I feel like Stone Cold Steve Austin, if he if he's not familiar with Manders, he would be a Manders fan. Like I feel like Steve Austin would see you and he'd be like, This is my kind of guy. Like this is a, a, a in your face, smash mouth, working man yeah. out there in the, in the regular in the regular trunks, drinking beer after the match. Like I've I've met him before. Oh okay. one time. Um it was the Dallas Mania recently. And uh, it's been a thing every year where me and George Kittle, because we were roommates in college, played football together, all that kind of stuff. Um, just a fast track. We do a thing every year in WrestleMania where we go to WrestleMania. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, obviously because George has been so successful in pro football, there's some things we get to do that probably I wouldn't be able to do or a normal fan would do. And uh, we've got – backstage and i saw rollins and you know talked to him for a little bit and then uh there's the man himself you know stone cold steve austin sitting at catering wondering wanted to see george and i shook his hand said hello to him and you know he asked me if i was a pro wrestler and i told him i was a pro wrestler and he was one of those things actually that we were saying earlier where he's like just keep going kid that's all i gotta tell you so yeah, it was it was kind of sick. <laughs> like, I met the man himself, and uh, he's everything you you think of like when you see him on TV. You're like, yeah, that's him. That's him for sure. Yeah, what was he eating and catering? <laughs> he just had coffee. Like he was just drinking coffee. He was like in his like he was in like khaki pants and like uh and like some like gym dad shoes and like he was he had like a sweater vest, not a sweater vest, like a like a like a one of those like sport jacket things, and he was just sitting there drinking coffee. I was like, "What the? Hell? Like he's wild." Awesome. Yeah. Okay, now I have a question about Kittle. Did you know what he was doing this past year at Mania when he did it? I was there. I know you were there. Did were were you clued in? Of was that clued was in? The, uh, yeah. No, no, it was not. So we were there. Like so, we went right, and uh, this motherfucker keeps going to the bathroom. And I'm like, obviously, there's a lot of people at Mania, and the bathrooms are long as shit, right? So, like, I get why he's been gone for a while. But it's happened, like, way too many times. And he's not coming back with beer. So I'm sitting here, I'm like, huh, what are you doing, you know? But I didn't say that yet. And, like, I think it was, like, a couple segments before, like, like three or four. And he was like, uh, hey, um, so I didn't tell you this. And I'm like. Okay, go on. And he's like, uh, 
So I'm going to be in this next segment in like, like, in like a couple more. And then he was like, uh, I'm going to clothesline the Miz. Or he said, or he didn't say clothesline. He said, I'm going to lariat the Miz. What do you think of that? And I was just like, no way. My, <laughs> like, my, my, my move, dude. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no way. I was like, you're fucking with me right now. Like, you're fucking with me, right? And and he's like, no. And he's like, I'm serious. Like, me and Pat McAfee. And I was like, that's sick. Okay. Cool. And then it happened, right? And then the show ends or whatever, and we go backstage, and now I'm in the damn trailer with Pat McAfee drinking Miller Lite. Like, it was sick. Or I think it was Coors Light. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I was drinking beer with Pat McAfee. So it was me, George, and Pat McAfee drinking beer, just talking bullshit. That's awesome. Yeah. He's like, he's like, cool. he's like great, too, Pat McAfee. Wait, how, how he's, we, he's the man. Oh, yeah. McAfee. He, he talked about when he's at Mania. He's like, yeah, just a couple guys. He didn't mention names, but he said just we're just out after the match drinking beers. And now we know one of the names. Now we know. He's out there drinking he beers. Like, uh, he made a funny bit where he's like, He's like he sees me and he goes, that mustache. Bet it's been through a lot of uh, glass beer, like glass beverages or whatever. <laughs> he, like, made, he like made a joke like that, and I started dying. I was like, you're not wrong, you're not wrong, Pat. And uh, me and him kind of got connected a little bit too. Where like, obviously he played football for the Colts and uh, another former Hawkeye that I got to tag with, um, who also played for the Colts, uh, Pat Anger. He was, I think he was AFC Defensive Player of the Year for one year, something like that. So, uh, I mean, he he didn't play in the league long because of you know, it's hard to it's hard to make a living in the NFL, um, and uh, like that connection right there was kind of cool. And then he was like, "Oh, he's like I've seen Pat's match uh, wrestling matches," and he was like, "Oh, that was you." <coughs> and I was like, "Yeah, it was." And he he thought it was you know he thought it was sick, so that's kind of cool. Like that kind of all got in there. Um, last question I've got, and then we have one that we always finish up with. Jensen, this better be a good question. This man just told us about drinking on the bus with Kittle and McAfee. I don't know how we're topping this story. Well, so you, you were gonna ask you, well, you were gonna ask yours anyways, right? <laughs> I like, did ask we about Jordan Oliver, and that turned. Well, into I thought you were gonna ask about the one we always um, ask everybody. Uh, oh, okay. oh yeah, we will ask. I think that, I, but, me, okay. me, go back to the me and Jordo. Um, we've had some matches together that are. Uh, we just had like the same chemistry and uh, I'm sure it'll happen some point, especially if I won the bunkhouse and he's still the champ. And we, every time we wrestle, we've had like some really good matches and uh, I'm sure it'll happen in some shape or form. Maybe not three stages of hell. I hope it would be, it'd be kind of sick. Um, and Jordan likes to, Jordan likes to go 20, 30 minutes. So, and uh <laughs> Not that I don't mind it, but for Jordan, I would do it easily. Yeah. Well, he's a guy, Jordan Oliver, we talk about him often on the show. Like when we do our interview portion, uh, segments here, uh, most wrestlers we talk to at one point or another bring up Jordan Oliver about either it's someone they love wrestling or someone who's got a great mind for the, the business or someone yeah. that they like can find in to like help them like with this or that. It's just, it's a name that always pops up is Jordan Oliver. He's a so, go-getter, like, dude. He's a go-getter. Yeah. He... <laughs> He's like what we were saying earlier. Like, like he's got all the talent in the world, but like his passion and pride for the business and his hustle yeah. really speaks more volumes than his talent. It's awesome. Okay, 
I'm gonna steal Jeremy's last question. So we're gonna we're just gonna we're, we're gonna ask, we're, we're gonna wrap it up here. We've taken enough of your time. But we ask everybody this, Manders. What is the coolest thing in your room? In my room? Yeah, like right in the room that you're in. Is there anything cool in your room? The lamp? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, story on that. Uh, we were in Wyoming for GCW, and uh, which is wild to say, because um, there's no progressing in Wyoming, and. Uh, I don't remember what the store was called, but it was like a, it was like Dave's like fleet. Basically it was like a, like a farmer's market type of thing. And, uh, me and my girlfriend at the time, um, saw it. And we had, we had this bit where, uh, we would say, I love lamp from, from, uh, from uh, Anchorman, which is yeah. as fuck. It's like one of my favorite movies. And uh, obviously, of course, I'm a, like a cowboy boot and it's a lamp. So we did the whole like, I love lamp. And uh, I think it was like 30 bucks. <laughs> and uh, the best part was we had to take it on the plane, right? Back. So we like drove back to Denver, which is like two hours. And I'm like, I don't know how we're going to get this guy on the plane. Like, we don't have a box. You don't have, like, we don't have enough baggage, like a bag to put it in there. And we're like, there's no way this is going to work. Like, we're going to have to, like, ship it or not have it or whatever. Like, I, we we're kind of freaking out about it. And uh, we just kind of told them the story, like the TSA. And they, like, like we're like, okay, like, like, go through it. Like, you can go through with it. And then, like, we get on the plane and then they, like, the guy was like, uh, all right, well, um, it can't fit on the you know up top and all that stuff, so we'll just put it in the in the coat section. So it was just awesome like how everything worked. Where normally on airplanes it doesn't. Like for example, when I won the goddamn SCI tournament, <laughs> I was thinking like, okay, it's gonna be the same scenario with the lamp. No, it wasn't. They fucking told me I can't go through with it, and then they wanted me to ship it, but I'm like, it's five in the morning. FedEx is not open. I don't know anybody here. I'm not from here. Can I just please take it? And they're like, no, uh, you could use this as a weapon. I'm like, I'm not going to use a fucking trophy that I want as a weapon. Yeah. My fist would be more of a weapon than a damn trophy. And I had to deconstruct the trophy and put got it in it. the box. And then when I got back, when I got home, I had to put it all back. And that was a pain in the fucking ass. Oh, yeah. But that's what you do for progressing. I mean, this you got this guy working extra hard because I mean, you're you're out there working or like the, like for real out, yeah. out, out during the day, and now you got to yeah. spend extra time screwing together a trophy. You <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, dude. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's like in my experiences in my life, like everything has to be hard. Sure. That's just how it works. So I'm just like, you know what? All right, another thing. So. Yeah, so that's the coolest thing I think is is that lamp. A great story behind it too. Thank yeah, you, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, Manders. Yeah, we really man, appreciate it. I appreciate let, it. Let, him, let everyone know where they can find you at. You can find me at uh, on Instagram and Twitter at one call underscore Manders. Um, I'm pretty sure if you type in Manders besides me and the nutrition lady, you can find me. Uh, <laughs> I looked that up before. It's pretty wild. <laughs> 
And uh, <laughs> you can find me on uh, on Facebook if you type in Cornbell Cowboy, that'll come up, or One Call Manners will come up too. And then if you're looking for like shirts and all that stuff, I just posted one of the coolest shirts I ever did. Um, this guy named so Riley. Fun. This guy named Riley made it. Um, he's like a graphic designer. He's really fucking good. And uh, there's like a bunch of other shirts he, that he made for me, which I didn't expect that he was like, hey, when, you know, whenever you're done with this one, here's a bunch more. And I was like, sick, okay. Um, uh, you can you can find that 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 new shirt at a uh, Wrestling Teeth. Uh, if you type in Manders, I'm sure it'll come up. Um, Deathmatch Worldwide is another one. Uh, there's a bunch of cool shit for my stuff, and uh, yeah. Thank you again for, for joining us. All the links are, are down below in the description of this video. Everybody, go support. Go go check out everything Manders is doing. And I saw that shirt on Twitter. That is a very I just found nice it as well. Shirt. Very nice shirt. Yeah, yeah it's sick. Too, ma- too yeah. bad it's too many colors. <laughs> it's, it's too expensive to, to make. So I was like, here you go, browsing tees. Thank you. <laughs> Manders, thank you again for your, for your time tonight. We really appreciate it. Congratulations oh, again on winning SEI. Uh, Best of luck to everything in the future. And guys, we'll be back right back here on the spotlight.